y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. And tonight I am here with Jeremiah Kinzer of Coffee with Kinzer and Jacob Henley of N7 Coffee Lab. Welcome to the podcast. What's up guys? I'm Jacob. And I'm Jeremiah. Awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. You're very ingrained in the coffee culture. Yes. Chattanooga, first off, has a, a super amazing coffee culture. There's more roasters here than in most cities around the country as far as like a density, mm-hmm. which is really amazing. So I really focus on nitro cold brew. And so what is nitro? So basically that's coffee that you brew cold for about 16 hours and then you either put it into a keg and force carbonate it with nitrogen or I built a inline nitrogenator and I run things and nitrogenate them as they're coming out of the tap, which is pretty cool. And basically, you get a, a cold beverage, it gets really creamy and smooth and cascades like a Guinness Stout and kind of changes the mouthfeel and the texture of the drink. So does it make it lighter or heavier? Kind of creamier, thicker. I guess that makes it heavier. Okay. Feeling. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. L- lighter and heavier. I'm not really sure if that's a good way of describing cr- creamy. It makes okay. it creamy. I gotcha. <laughs> And Jeremiah, you handle the Chattanooga coffee crawl here in town. How did you get into that? Uh, So it started about two and a half years ago. I started a meetup group, and uh, all we did was we met up for breakfast and coffee, and then we'd walk to two other coffee shops nearby. And then uh, from there, um, I saved money, and then just recently, about a couple months ago, I always saw the Pints and Pedals bike pedaling around, and I'm like, well, that'd be a great idea if we could get coffee tours on there. And so I reached out to the owner, and and now we do tours on there once, uh, just every Saturday. Awesome. So, uh, How many coffee shops do y'all hit on each tour? So I like to do three coffee shops. Well, one of them I, usually has pastries, so we want to, uh, in middle, do uh, pastries and stuff like that, but... Um, as it warms up, we're going to start going to like, uh, the moon pie store because, uh, we get a lot of people from out of town who come on these tours. And so, uh, we're going to start expanding just a little bit different places. Mm-hmm. Once the weather warms up, get one of those moon pie ice cream sandwiches. Oh yeah. Mm. And so good. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> those are one of my favorite things in town to get. Uh, so how did y'all get into coffee culture? Oh man. You want to go first on that one? Uh, <laughs> well, well, it started with uh, like one of the cuppings that you came to the other night. Um, I, being up in Chattanooga, Velo did a cupping, and uh, that's when I actually saw and realized how intricate coffee is. That one block, one when you compare one black coffee to another black coffee, that's when you actually know, hey, these are different. There's a lot that goes into it, and it's. It's because the bean is the bean. It's not that there's flavor roasted into it. That's what really captivated me. And that's just one part of coffee. I mean, you got latte art, then you got roasting, 
it's just it's very broad so and it's a lot to learn and I don't think not one person can really learn it all and then you got nitro so it's mm-hmm. like that's what's exciting there's, yeah. a, there's a lot to coffee and there's no question about that mm-hmm. we I, can talk a little bit more about cupping later in the show because I have lots of questions about it sure okay. after the are they ceremonies or are they just events so what it is like uh, when you, you got a green buyer who goes out Mm-hmm. travels the world to find some of the best coffee out there and he's the person that's going to like they're going to try that bean and so there could be different varieties of that same bean in that region and so his job is to is to taste it and make sure there's not any defects in it but we made it more of a social event the other night mm-hmm. which is is good it's it, that's what drew me in so i hope to draw other people in who are still like oh it's just black coffee it, no <laughs> it, it's not it's it's very very amazing stuff. awesome We'll Let's we'll touch more on that later. What about you? Uh, let's see. I you have started, a very interesting background. I do. I, do. <laughs> um, I I tend to like to find adventures and challenges, and I kind of ended up in coffee because some of my favorite spots are libraries, cafes, and grocery stores. Just, <laughs> it's odd, but you know it's good. Um, so I was actually racing bikes all over the country on uh, the pro circuit, uh, road racing, sort of the American Criteriums. And we would stop at cafes, and we would always look for good coffee close to the race, but bicycle races are in the middle of nowhere a lot of times, so that's hard to find. So I got the idea that I wanted to build a bus and put coffee in it and sell it at bicycle races. And then I learned about cold brew, and I was like, this is my thing for sure. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm knee deep and I'm building a coffee machine and I'm like oh man I'm not racing bikes anymore this is kind of sad but also really really interesting yeah so using the brain power a little bit more than the legs so that's good Mm -hmm. you've also got a backpack contraption oh man yeah so basically I'm trying to find as many ways as I can to deliver cold brew as close as possible so I started off on a little pedal cart um with a kegerator on the back and then I wanted to bring the coffee closer to the people so from the sidewalk corner i wanted to maybe even bring it into the office and i didn't want to carry that big heavy cart thing so i built a nitro coffee backpack it's actually the first one in the world Uh, i took all of the technology that i developed from building my nitro coffee vending machines and i shrunk it down a little bit and shoved it into a refrigerated backpack um so it's got some ice packs and some nitrogen canisters and coffee obviously and then some other pumps and pieces um but you can walk around it's mobile and carry like four and a half gallons of coffee on my back which is super fun it's awesome yeah (laughs) so we take it out we go on adventure days uh this saturday i think we're going over to riga highline and we're gonna hike down this trail carry all the gear and then carry the backpack full of coffee so we'll have nitro cold brew on tap in some random outdoor setting which is gonna (laughs) be wild I can't imagine <laughs> I can't imagine hiking with one like I like hiking, but I can't imagine carrying one of those like knowing some of the hikes that are around here. Right. I mean, you can't really be a bicycle racer without being a little bit of a glutton for punishment. So That's fair. I tend to be okay with grabbing something heavy and carrying it around. But yeah, sometimes on my way back up, I after we've played so hard, I wonder what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I believe it. I wonder what you're doing all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, so question for you, Jeremiah. Um, one of the terms that I've heard a lot lately that 
I like pretend that I know what they're talking about, but I don't actually know what people are talking about is third wave coffee. So what does third wave coffee mean? Uh, great question. So there's some people get third wave and specialty coffee into one word. Oh, well, confused. Okay. So third wave coffee is just the relationship that you have or when you go into a coffee shop that the barista is going to talk to you and if you got questions, it's that experience, that relationship. That is the third wave. First wave is when Folgers came on scene and it made available to your home. The second wave is when it was available for you to the drive-through. You just go up and order it, boom, you're done. Third wave is that relationship. And there's going to be a fourth wave coming. And I think through my blog and my Instagram doing coffee reviews, I'm going to kind of like help push that. It's the relationship, not just with the coffee shop, but where the coffee comes from. Uh, from the farmers. Okay. Because um, I think people are ready to to kind of like want to learn more about that. And right. then and then especially with coffee, it's just the the coffee that yeah. we we're, we're into now. Mm -hmm. It's just it's it's single origin. A lot of love goes into it, and or it could be a blend as well. But awesome, that explains so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this something about like where it comes from, or it is deals, it roasted it deals, a it special way? Yeah. It deals with that a little bit too. I think it. I think it's exploring the the bean a little deeper as okay. we get in each wave, and where people are gonna drink it. It's like when you're drinking the Folgers mm -hmm. from back in the day, you wanted just this tin can of coffee and drink as much as you can gotcha. and have it stored on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And then Starbucks rolled up on the scene in the second wave, and you're like, "You mean it? You mean it? It doesn't have to be this thing that's been on the shelf for three months. It can be <laughs> a fresh cup of coffee. This is pretty good." Mm -hmm. Now you got third wave, and you're really exploring the depths of a coffee bean. Mm -hmm. like, there's more options in coffee than there are in wine, which is fascinating. As yeah. far as the different taste profiles and what you can do to each bean by the different yeah. roasting processes. Mm -hmm. so. And cupping is a great way to experience all that. Yes. Tell us more about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so the cupping... The, um, Usually coffee shops do private cuppings because they're just, when they get a batch, when they roast a batch, they want to make sure that they'll do like three cups of mm -hmm. the same coffee to make sure there's no like defect in it, that it's, the roast is good and on par. Um, but a lot of coffee shops have been doing social cuppings where they're open it to the, for anybody to come and join to experience that. Like the Krispy Kreme donut shop. Oh yeah. Say what? Oh, sorry. Krispy Kreme's not doing cupping, guys. But the experience <laughs> oh. you get of watching the donuts being made, you can go watch uh, the roasters and then go to the cupping. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I totally get what you You had me so hyped up for a minute. I know, I know. Wow. You're like, let's go get donuts. Let's like stop this right here and go get donuts. <laughs> so that's like a third wave. That's a third wave in the donuts. This is a fifth wave, okay? The fifth dimension. Yo, I'm a donut. North Carolina girl. Krispy Kreme <laughs> has a special place in my heart. Okay. Oh. That's awesome, but uh, <laughs> but now the cupping's like so. What we did the other night, we mm -hmm. actually had actually had pairings too because, with uh, food. Yeah, so uh, we partnered with uh, someone who was able to mm -hmm. uh, do Fit, that for us. Fit food chat. Yeah, shout yeah. out Amanda. Yes, and she did a great job, and uh, she did her research because you just don't take any treat. Those pair it with pralines the, were so yeah, the good. Pralines with uh, what was like it? The Ethiopian. It was like a caramelized zesty orange praline with. It was the Ethiopian Yurgachev, maybe? Yes, and that mm, had a, it had blueberry, can, candied orange, and I think it was praline mm -hmm. with some of the notes described on the back. So that It was tasty. But what I really enjoyed was the Kenya coffee that had mm -hmm. the uh, was it little crackers with the... That one was strange. Goat cheese. That, goat cheese that was and raspberry. Good, 
But mm-hmm. she did the research on that. And so her and I and Jacob, we're going to try to have that maybe once a month. Uh, you call coffee. it the coffee coterie, right? Well, we don't. Uh, well, that was just something I wanted to do once a week to try to get more people involved. But I think we're teaming up with her. And I don't That's know what awesome. we'll call it, but we want to do like food pairings with coffee here pretty soon. That's what That's we're awesome. looking to do. I love your coffee community mindset, man. Mm-hmm. How did you pick the four coffees that we did for the cupping the other night? Oh, so we, we went to a, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, they had the championships up at uh, Nashville. So I was lucky enough to get to go there, but it was all weekend. And uh, the, the competitions within that is, is, is latte art, spirits and coffee. And then you got roasting competition and brewing. Mm-hmm. Well, the guys that did the brewing competition, they're making this coffee that they've just focused on and like made it to perfection for the judges. You don't get to try that coffee, but part of the scoring that they had to do is later on throughout the weekend, they had to go out in the lobby and make that coffee for people who want to go and try it. And a lot of times they'd have lots of samples for you to just take for free. So, of course, <laughs> I'm going to grab as many as I could. And I, had like, I think I ended up with eight or nine bags of different coffee. So I wasn't able to drink all that before the two weeks or three weeks time before it started going bad. So I was like, let's do a cupping. So how long does coffee like that last? Or how long does it stay fresh? So as soon as it's roasted, uh, it's the, uh, what is it, carbon dioxide? Or what is it? What is it? Yeah, it degasses. It degasses. And it, it needs to be two weeks to three weeks is when it's in its prime. But um, because when you're you're brewing it, the gases are coming out. So if you brew if you brew it and make the balloon and you don't see a lot of the gases coming out, then it's probably on its way out. Okay. So two to three weeks, you if you really want to get those good flavors, mm-hmm. jump in there. Yeah. There's a lot of debate as far as when the degassing process goes, depending on which roaster you talk to, I think. From the people I've talked with, they decide somewhere between like two days to that like maybe some some people are even like super long like four weeks. But and I get it because yeah. sometimes I'll roast. I'm like, ah, I can't wait. I got to jump into this coffee. I like, know, two to three wild. days. And I get a great bloom with a lot of carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Is it carbon dioxide? I think it's carbon dioxide. I'm pretty well, sure. It's one of those gases, but it's, uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it does well. And then if I wait two weeks, that same one is like. So it's it's very yeah. it's subjective. It depends on your preference. Okay. In, in other words, but somewhere in that zone, from like you definitely need a day or two. Yeah. For sure, before you start getting like really really understanding what it actually tastes like gotcha uh and one of the other really interesting things that i learned at the cupping the other night was that there's a difference in aroma and fragrance fragrance so, and it's based on like how the water hits it well so aroma a fragrance is before the hot water uh touches the grounds after it's grounded Oh, yeah, fragrance. No, I, think fragrance. I think that's right. And yeah. aroma is when the, the interaction of the coffee and the water. Okay. So. Yeah, and it's amazing how you can start getting those different flavor notes after the water hits it, yeah, which was absolutely. something I had never experienced I know, with it's coffee. So it's fun. so fun. It is so fun. <laughs> I'm horrible at describing flavors, but I enjoy doing the tasting. And it's, and it's, and it's awesome to hear his <laughs> thoughts on it and your thoughts on it mm-hmm. and what you liked and what you didn't like. So It was amazing to see was. how split it was between everyone's least favorite and there was just as many people that had that as their favorite. Yeah. Yeah, so you got the, you got one one end that loves the fruity and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, flowery smelling coffees and you got the other people that love the tobacco, the ashy, um, old school type people that mm-hmm. love that coffee. So 
Um, there's a lot of character in both of those, and mm-hmm. uh, I like both of them. Like this morning, I had that Ethiopian with the blueberries. It's like eating a Starburst. It's good to eat a one sometimes of each like kind. A, so, yeah, <laughs> right. right. Sometimes it's like a Capri Sun, like you just described. Oh, man. I cannot wait until we finish making the Capri Sun coffees. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. This is the thing. Capri Sun, like my... Not flavor-wise. So, you know how I was talking about <laughs> I want to make the cold brew distributed in as many ways as possible? Ah. This is on. Its, this is on the path. It's like just a little side stop along the big journey forward. <laughs> I, my mind was going in so many different ways. I know. <laughs> I was like, so that thing I used to put in my lunchbox? <laughs> exactly. It could be... There, there's some coffees that taste like Capri Sun. But the, what we're talking about is the way we're going to deliver it to people. Gotcha. Is like mm-hmm. the that makes way. so much more sense. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's play with my jar. Yay. All right, here we go. If you have been listening to the podcast, you know what the jar is. But for my new listeners out there, this is my mason jar filled with... (laughs) 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 And we've broken our train of thought. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Whatever, y'all get the idea. I'm going first. What was the last book you read? Last book I read was The Good Girl, which is a suspense novel. And I'm usually not into suspense. Uh, My friend sent me that book for my birthday, saying it was one of her favorite books that she read in all 2018. And she was like, just trust me, you'll like it. I couldn't put it down. That's awesome. Was the girl actually good in it or? So it's about. (laughs) That's a good question. It's about a girl who gets kidnapped. And she's, like, when you first start reading it, you think she's, like, oh, the token good girl, like, has a good job, good life and everything. And then as the novel goes on, you learn more and more about her family's history and her father and all the backstory. And you realize, hmm, maybe she's not so good after all. But anyway, it's a fabulous book. Um, Really difficult to read at night right before you go to bed. Because it's about a kidnapping, and there are some mm. scenes that are very detailed. Oh, sketchy. Sketchy, but, sketchy. But it's a very... <laughs> Probably not for me. Very, very good book. <laughs> what are the kidnap? Who are the kidnappers? Are they like a terrorist group, or is it just a neighborhood gang? Um, or, I don't know. You mean, you got to read the book. It's... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way. It's a bounty hunter and his hitman. Nice. Kind of like the one that used to be like at the TV show, that one guy. Dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. Awesome. Oh, that's great. Let's see, what was the last book I read? I think I think I just finished a book called Bold, and it might be by Peter Diodamus, maybe? I'm pretty sure. Bold. It was really cool. It basically, was it about bold coffee? No. Yes. no, it wasn't. It was like a yes. it was like a book about business, and it like talked about all the different folks inside of the sphere, it and how they got to where they they were, like Branson and Bezos and all those guys, nice. and the big steps that they were making forward and doing things slightly differently. But the thing that was most interesting to me was talking about space mining and the whole idea of that happening, and all of the technology that people were developing in order to do that these guys founded this international space college essentially and it was talking about how they started this university for space related things 
and just hosted it in different countries. And I was like, man, these guys, they just wanted to do something cool and they did it. I was like, ah, oh, I love these. Mm-hmm. So that's, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do something cool. We're going to, it's going to be awesome. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. doesn't have to make sense, but we're going to do it. And then my, we'll fix it later. That's my thought philosophy, at least. For me, uh, I, I haven't read the book yet, but my friend John from Pints and Petals mm-hmm. gave me this book today. It's, it's, it's a 20 minute read. <laughs> but it's, it's called, that picture is incredible. It's called The Go Getter. Okay. And, and so it's like, uh, yeah, this is definitely something I can relate to. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah. But uh, I don't read books often, but. I'm more of like podcast or mm-hmm. news kind of reader. Yeah. I do like the podcasts. I was ashamed of how few books I read last year. I maybe read like four or five books last year. And I have friends who read like a book a week and all this stuff. And I'm like, I need to step my game up. <laughs> For sure. Wow. What was the thing called Blinkist? One of my friends was telling me about Blinkist. No idea. It's like a audio cliff notes. For uh, books. Oh. And I'm, I'm like I'm like really torn about whether to actually use that, but it would be kind of cool, especially like talk with your friends about the books they read. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> yeah, act like you actually read it. Yeah. That's just really I'll have to look, up, look, look into that. <laughs> Alright. Oh man. Alright, let's see here. Let's do a green one. I knew you going to go for that one. <laughs> I, I love green. What's on your playlist? Oh man. Let's see here. Probably... I'm really bad at like listening, writing down the name. I'm bad at mixing names of songs and artists, or even even remembering names. But I think that I have some like Lindsey Sterling on my. On oh, I love her. It's one of my favorite things to go, like set up an interval to go climb up a hill, and when I'm doing training and just like listen to this nice electric violin, just like oh, I'm yeah. suffering. This music's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> She did a Christmas album this year that was phenomenal. Oh, really? She's so good. Wow. So she's still around. Oh, yeah. Okay. She might be the only artist that I would consider going to see live in a concert. She's touring right now. I know. I need to, like, make that happen instead of always figuring out the coffee thing. She was on, <laughs> she was on Dancing with the Stars a few seasons ago. Really? Really? Yep. That's, That's cool. cool. That she's a on? super good dancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she dances yeah. with a violin yeah. and plays great music <laughs> at the same time. Boggles my mind. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, on my playlist, let's see. What's one that I have in heavy rotation right now? No judgment here. So one, so one of my playlists <laughs> that I get in heavy rotation is my Get Shit Done playlist. Nice. And it oh. is a mix of anything and everything that either motivates me to do something or is really good when I'm working out and I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, it's my Get Shit Done playlist. That's literally the name of it. You should link this into your show notes. I will. It's <laughs> <laughs> As long as people don't judge me for what's on it, because it's got like Sean Paul from like 2004 on it. Is but that, Is that P. Diddy? No, that's Sean Combs. <laughs> oh. Difference. Okay. But, God, why do I know that? It's um, impressive. But it's... It helps me get shit done, so it's on the yeah. playlist. Oh, is it? My yeah, turn? that's. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> this is you, man. All right, so I've never really had that playlist or anything like that, but I absolutely love listening to screamo music from when I wake up until I go to sleep. I, I really it's like. Fascinating. The, there's a great band out right now that's really doing great. It's Beartooth. Okay. Uh, I prevail, and then there's uh, Hands Like Houses. It's it's a it's a good balance of screamo mm-hmm. to singing. 
Um, I just absolutely love it. Love it. And uh, is Hawthorne Heights still a thing? That was back in the day. They're not. They're not rough enough to be screamo, but I remember okay. them and back in the emo days. You were that was great. Young. That was great. I I was into them for a hot minute there. Yeah, they they were good. I never really have a playlist to get shit done. <laughs> I probably should. I like listening to the study channel on Pandora when I need to get things done. Or video game study music. Study channel. Yeah, it's just like study radio. It just plays random study music. I like it. Sounds... And then you're just like, I'm in the zone. Spotify also has a couple of really good playlists. One is songs to sing in the shower, and one is songs nice. to sing in the car. And they are both also fantastic. Okay. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Our next ride, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Go for it. Is this orange? Yes. All right, y'all. The worst TV character ever created is... Oh, no. Oh, boy. I know my answer right off the bat. I would hope so. You wrote the question, yeah? <laughs> you know oh. what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, know, I know this is mine, but you go ahead since you know the answer, and I'll keep thinking on this one. This is tough. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, you don't like Ted? Ted is the reason I only made it through two seasons of that show. Huh. I hate Ted Mosby so much. And I have watched Friends 30 times, start to finish, and I will pick Ross Geller over Ted Mosby any day of the week. Which one's Ted? The one who... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Isn't he the bigger one? No, that's J- That's Marshall. That's Jason Siegel. Hmm. Okay. See, just like with music, I do a bad thing of mis- mixing the names and the actual music. I don't do great with the actors and the names. I j- Ugh, oh, he just made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tough. I, I really don't. Hmm. Jacob's looking up Ted Mosby right now. Well, I have to I have to know. Well, I mean, usually TV shows, if there's a bad character, I'm not going to watch it. So it's like... No. You don't like Ted? Which He's like Ted? the main character. Oh, yeah, he is the main character. Why didn't you say <laughs> I thought that's who it was. Okay. He just... He was way too possessive and manipulative and just... Again, I could put up with Ross Geller for 30... You know, ten seasons a thousand times, but see, I I disliked Robin way more than Ted. I I hated both of them, but Ted was the one that made me just like quit watching. Marshall, that's who I thought you were talking about at first. He yeah. was one of my favorites. He's really funny. What will you bet? What about you, Jacob? I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. With, well, I'm on this this page, and I'm gonna pick Robin as like my, one of my least favorites. Robin, which one's she? She was she was the Canadian singer. Robin Sparkles. <laughs> I've seen this show, but I'm not like I actually got into. She it. was the one who was she the one who was the professor for a little bit, and her students made a drinking game for every time she said "but um." Yeah, that's right. This is a great show. This is a wonderful show. Uh, this one, this is this is her. Oh, she was like. Why don't you just pick your least well, favorite she, from this show? <laughs> well, she plays. No, no. I, I think I got. Let's I think play I, that game. I think I do have one. Okay, I do have one. Like from that '70s show. Oh, that, that, oh, that's a, that's that a good one. one girl that had the dark hair and had just annoying voice. I didn't really like her character. I never got into that show, but I know who you're talking about. Can, Miley, Miley Kunis. Yes, Mila Kunis. Mila. Oh, thank that's you. her. Her voice. Yeah. I mean, but it worked well for Family Family mm-hmm. Guy as Meg. Yeah, but not for that. Her voice and 
Look. Mm-hmm. Not my fave. Hmm. But yeah. But the one you're talking about in there in the, in the show. Yeah, it's something about... She, she's in the Marvel. She plays in some of the Marvel. I know. She's just not my favorite. Yeah. So She's done pretty good for herself compared to the other ones. Yeah. All right, let's do one more round. One more round. One more All round. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had this one several times, but I'm going to pose it to y'all. Okay. If you could buy a drink for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man. I think the last time I had this, I said a celebrity chef. Oh, uh... Like Gordon Ramsay or something. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Heck yeah. That is awesome. Is I... Okay, yeah, tell us about Gordon... Tell us about your your thing with Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) That sounds so weird. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That didn't come out as well as I... There was too many thoughts floating around in my head. But... (laughs) (laughs) But you're blushing an awful lot right now. So... I have this, like, very strange fascination with Gordon Ramsay because I find it hard to believe that he's as much of an asshole as he is on TV in real life. Oh, yeah. But he was just on the season premiere of Hot Ones, the show on YouTube where they eat hot wings with all the different hot sauces. Ooh. Um, It's phenomenal. I highly suggest you take an half an hour to watch it. Did he make a show where he was less... Angry and was like yeah, pretty it's sincere and like wanting to junior. help people. So there's Master Chef with adults, and where juniors. he's still kind of an asshole. Yes, and he's then, still bottled to the kids though. Not as much. When he it, tones it down when it, when they get further into the round. And they, is that just a chef thing? It must be because every time I see anything related to chefs when they're in the kitchen, they're like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> but. The way, like, in the episode of Hot Ones, he, the host was asking him about, like, all the chefs that he's worked for and trained under, mm-hmm. and the way he was talking about them mm-hmm. made himself sound like an angel. That makes sense. So I was like, okay, I kind of get it now. Mm. But... Maybe they're just, like, super, super old school. Mm-hmm. Like, ship captain from the eight, 1500s. Yeah. But a lot of them need to be talked to like that, though. Mm-hmm. They, they need to be, like... We all die if you don't do this. And if you don't do it, I want you to know that you almost killed us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I would love to buy Gordon Ramsay a shot of whiskey. Okay. That would be a, hilarious. That's a good one. And that's helped me think. Uh, All right. Let's see. I've been watching this show on... Discovery from maybe uh, It might be from the History Channel. Oh. About all of the uh, titans of industry, mm-hmm. but oh, how America's made. Yeah, that might yeah, be. Yeah, that was fantastic. Talking like Carnegie and Rockefeller yes. and all those guys. Yeah, you and, like the you don't hear about those guys in in the school, but those guys are the important people. Yeah, well, they like built the schools, yeah. man. They paid for the buildings, everything. But I would love to sit down with Edison, Thomas Edison. I, that, that, mm-hmm. guy that guy, guy's a had jerk. so many. He was because because of Tesla, the way he treated Tesla. Well, okay, you're right. That's a really good point. <laughs> Sitting down with Tesla would maybe be even more gratifying. Yeah. Because he had a much different take on social um, interaction, but also had tons of crazy cool things just laying around. The amount of cool toys there that you could make out of all of the <laughs> pieces would be amazing. I know. And, and he and the stuff he did. Yeah, Tesla is just flat out of Yeah, I would definitely... I don't think I'd want to buy them a drink. I think I'd want to like go to their place. I want to take the drink there so I can see all the cool nice. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the two people, one's dead and one's alive, I would definitely like to buy a drink to, uh, this is a show that I watched and I actually loved, it was Anthony Bourdain. Oh. Mm. I would love to cool, buy dude. him a drink, 
coffee especially, but uh, he, I was just fascinated because he was his career didn't get started till like he was in forty. So it always gives me hope because like because I'm I'm thirty, yeah, I think I'm thirty four now. So it's like a lot of times like ah, oh, not successful. But you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken guy wasn't successful. McKee over here in Chattanooga was successful to the to oh, later on. This, to see him go the way he did mm-hmm. was really heartbreaking. But the things he did achieve was amazing. And then the mm-hmm. other person that is alive is Conor McGregor. Mm, that'd be interesting. Man. You don't know what you're going to get out of that conversation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he would be awesome. I, I, that is people, fascinating People thing. bash that guy, but he achieved so much in a short period of time, and he's very smart. I think people will just okay. man, love, to, love to hate him. But I mean, you almost have to have that personality if you're going to succeed at the cutting edge of a sport. Yeah. You have to twist your mind into such a fashion that Otherwise, you can't get the full hundred and ten percent out right. of the ability. It's right. it's a weird, it's a fine balance because then you can go off the deep end too. It's like you have to have a switch. Yes. Yeah. He did it's the painful. thing that you were talking about today. Leapfrog. He leapfrog. Now he's out of there. He'll come back. He'll come Maybe. Back. Hopefully. Do you want to talk about leapfrog at all? Nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean that's the same kind of thing. Is you just trying to get ahead of everyone into a new space rather than spittle around and try to pick up the breadcrumbs. Because there's no other choice for being where we're at. Right, so and that's what Conor McGregor did. He he leaped ahead and he, he created something that other fighters are able to go and follow. And now he's he's out of it, but he'll he's come a showman. back. Yeah, he's a showman. Mm-hmm. So. That's great. Yeah. All right, go for oh, it. Oh, we're doing another yes. sweet. Uh, should I do a blue one? I'll do a blue one. See what if we get lucky. There we go. One southern city I'd like to explore more is... Ooh, a southern city. A southern city. Where is the Mason-Dixon? Does it have to be southeast? No. I guess technically? No. So the Mason-Dixon line starts between Philadelphia or Pennsylvania and Maryland. Okay. I know that because I used to live in Pennsylvania, but I went to the... college in Virginia, so I crossed the Wait, Mason. it goes all the way up to Pennsylvania? It, I kinda... It's the border between Maryland and Pennsylvania. How's that even I say? I kind of want to pick Austin out there in Texas. That would be fun. Um, it, it seems like everyone tells me that Austin is like we are 10 years... No, Austin 10 years ago is like where Chattanooga is now. I've heard that before, too. Which is I interesting. But... I really like to pick a south-south city. And, I feel, and I've heard they have really good food. <laughs> and good coffee shops, too. There's one out there called Mozart, and it's uh, every Christmas they just deck out their place with tons of lights, and mm-hmm. it's it's right on the river. I just saw it in a magazine the other day. I was like, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's the third wave. At, oh, okay. And it's the third best. wave. So. I would like to go back to Charleston. Charleston's a pretty cool place. Charleston's great. I feel like a southern, southern city. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. Charleston and Savannah are my two. Savannah is awesome. I did a bike ride there, riding from Savannah to, to Tybee. Nice. It's miserable. Yeah, miserable. Because <laughs> it's really hot down there. It's just, well, it's dead flat. Well, that too. For one one line, many, many miles. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of flat, I, my city would be Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ooh, it's that's a cool place. It is a cool place. It's beautiful sunsets. You're 5,000 feet above the sea level. I could have flat city. And then you can go up to the mountain that's 10,500 mm-hmm. feet, and they just got everything. You could go out into no man's land and just create your own adventures. Fun place. And then you can be in a city at one other part. 
but Albuquerque is a lot of artists move out there, and, mm-hmm. I, and it's because of this the beautiful. Interesting. And it's dry. I'm not sweating my keister off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's Crack great. Crack me up, man. So you already did you already say your city? Your city? Uh, no. Charleston and Savannah. Charleston and Savannah. They're nice. Both, well, ones. Yeah, they're pretty much similar. Yeah, I went to Savannah a couple of times when I was younger, and it's just been a really long time since I've been back. And now that I'm old enough to drink, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I can probably experience it a little bit more. Um, and Charleston, I haven't. No, Columbia is the city in South Carolina that I've been to, but it's been like a super hot minute. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. Columbia is like kind of in the middle of like landlocky. Yeah, kind of it's place, where right? um, University of South Carolina is. Okay. Um, but yeah, Charleston is yeah. Like, one day I will make my pilgrimage to Charleston. Charleston's very interesting. It's an amazing place. The locals there, you know, when you ride around Uber and, and Lyft, they don't they they love the city, but they hate it at the same time. Like yeah. To see why? Because there's like a great divide. Because you got million dollar. Oh, well, that's the cheapest home in the in the city is a million dollars. Yeah, it's lots of old money. Oh, this is great. This is a great question. So my question is, when I have visitors in town, the first place I take them is, well, I do the Chattanooga Coffee Crawl. Mm-hmm. So one of those places is Ian Goodman at Goodman Roasters. Mm. People ask me all the time, who, who do I like? Uh, I prefer his coffee, but like I tell people, there's no bad coffee in Chattanooga, mm-hmm. only better. So uh, yeah, Ian Goodman, he's in Warehouse Row. His coffee, he, he's been here the longest as a roaster. I, I, in August, I'm hoping to go with him, and, and he's going to have a group of other people, but we're going to go to Brazil to a coffee farm. Oh, that's cool. And you're going to we're nice. stay there for about a week, so I'm looking forward to that. He's, he's more into putting that kind of stuff on, and in the morning, he, he's got this cupping that he's doing of some amazing coffee that's very expensive, and uh, it's top-notch stuff, so... I'm going to get my butt up early and get up here and go try that. All right. Nice. Your mindset's changed, and this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh... Goodman is a coffee shop that I do not frequent as much as I it's hard to. to. Yeah. It's hard to, because you got to pay for the parking, and you it's, it's just a... I yeah. really... Well... But it is very other, good That's coffee. a whole other discussion. discussion. What? I really hate the fact that we... I, I like the idea of parking meters, but I think that free parking would generate more revenue in taxes if people could park for free and visit the shops. Yeah. I think they'd be more inclined to frequent the city. There are so many places that I do not go to as much as I would like to because parking is absurd. Yes. But... And that's like $10 extra I have to budget for. Gosh, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why it's forced me to look for all the free places to park. And I'll even walk a block or two if I have to just so I don't have to pay for parking. That's why I ride my bike everywhere. True. Which is the best. Because you can beat all the traffic in town on a bike. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did race me uh, from south side to north side. And 70% effort. He beat me on that bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's really fun to draft cars on Market Street. <laughs> and just like, oh, pass them. Gone. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's great. I will see. I guess... If it's raining, I go to High Point, the climbing gym. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys. Have That's where you're gonna take somebody. It's in if town? it's if it's raining, yeah, <laughs> it's raining. If oh. it's not raining, my favorite spot is to go and climb underneath the cliffs of the Hunter Art Museum. Oh, nice! That is unbelievably fun. There's nothing quite like just doing that long bouldering traverse. Uh-huh. 
And if you fall, you just end up in the water. <laughs> you're like, this is great. You can just practice backflips. Not awesome. this time of year. <laughs> I went I went a couple yeah. weeks ago. This guy, he doesn't <gasps> care. I, the water was like three and a half feet higher. And I went for it. And so I had to climb a higher route. And my skills were not up to par for that route. And I made one hard move and then looked down. I was like, dang, the next one's harder. I can't <laughs> go back. I'm going to get wet. <laughs> just accept it while you can. It was freezing. Oh, I'm sure. So where's your spot? Where do you take folks? Oh, man. Let's see. Well, it depends. Are they hungry? Do they want to go sightseeing? Do they want a mm. cocktail? Where's your favorite adventure place? My favorite adventure place? Not that it has to be outdoors, because anywhere can be an adventure. Hmm. If we're going hiking, I like the routes on Signal Mountain. Nice. That's a good um, place. What about an urban adventure? Urban adventure. Let's see. We just eat. eat. We just eat a lot, which is good. That's, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty adventure. important. That's we a eat southern, a lot. Yeah. A southern thing. Um, Have you been to the art art place? Not well. The art district up on Bluffview is really yeah. cool. Oh yeah, like, plenty of times. There's one over near like Holtzclaw, like the big park, Montague maybe. Haven't been there yet, but okay. you should make that I, on. That yeah. should be on your list. It's yeah. awesome. I see all the pictures from it, and I keep meaning to go out there, and it's been on my to-do list forever. But, it's a really good place for a kite. Um, oh, I believe that. My dad is really into craft beer, so... Oh, we got nice. plenty And of we've got a here. lot of good good craft oh, beer. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take him to one of the new ones that opened up recently. Naked that, Brewery? Naked River. Naked River. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's big. It's nice in there. Yeah, I've only been there once since they opened, um, so I feel like I need to go back. Uh, and Wanderlinger opened recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, um, they're nice. Yeah, him and I went over there the other day. It's nice tucked over in the corner. Yeah, uh, right next to the Moxie. Yeah. The Moxie is so cool. And then there's, you got... That's got to be one of my favorites. Well, I think... Uh, That's another place I haven't been to. The I went Moxie? there for like a pre-opening Thing. Oh, it's so neat. I haven't been there since it opened yet, but everyone I know who goes says it's really cool. It's got one of the best vibes, and I like the people there. Mm-hmm. It's, like, purposefully eccentric, but not overly hipster. It's like, nah, this is actually what you are. This is great. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're not a yeah. pretend. Yeah, this is exactly. great. It owns it. Mm-hmm. I well, like it. One of my favorite breweries is uh, Heaven and Ale, because yep. they, they have a good selection of sour beers. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of those. I don't like sour beers. Um, I still like anything sour in general, though. I'm just tired of, like, the, uh, I definitely don't like IPAs, <laughs> and I just, stouts used to be my favorite, but I, you, there's only a few that are out there that are really good, and you're like, I conquered those. Yeah. So, sour beer, it tastes like a Capri Sun, like you're talking Conquered. About. You made me think. No, no, it tastes there's like kombucha. Like, uh, oh, kombucha. Oh, kombucha. I like, there's some like. good kombucha companies in town, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had Muse and Meta. That's the only one I've had. They're, they're good. There's, I think... They're probably one of my favorites. What are um, the other ones? There's Muse and Meta. Uh, there's Blue Indian. And there's one more that I can't remember the name of. Blue, Blue Indian's pretty popular here. I've not heard of any of those. But all, those guys brew here, and then I think there's one more that brews. But Muse and Meta is by far the biggest. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. They're they're almost, they're definitely like a regional, almost mm-hmm. national level brand now. Yeah. Really? They're getting up there. Yeah. They're expanding their brewery here in town, too. It's really it, cool. Is it just focused on... Kombucha? Yeah, just, just kombucha. Really? That's mm-hmm. fascinating. We'll have to go check those out, dude. I see them all the time. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sure. go... Let's see. Barley Bones has a good spot to pick it up at. It's close by. That's very interesting. Or we can go over to the local juice and that's pick the it one, up there. That's the one we tried to go to the other day that was 
closed. Yeah, yeah. But it should be open again. Mm-hmm. Yay! Good stuff. Um, <laughs> so if people are interested in meeting y'all around town or going to any of y'all's events, what are some of the places that people can find you? Uh, we're usually I usually hang out at Frothy Monkey quite a bit because I love that place. The space is huge, and like if I you're on upstairs. a phone call, if you're on a phone call in like a smaller coffee shop, it's it's kind of hard to talk. But there's so much space there, and you can sit there for breakfast, have coffee. Then when it t- comes time for lunch, you can start drinking beer because they have a good variety of a lot of things, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of like local and regional beers too. Yes, and uh, some good uh, sours. So mm-hmm. I'm, I always feel home at home there. Nice. Yeah. Um. You started doing some events at the Moxie too, haven't you? Well, we so uh, kind of, sorta. Pi- uh, that's where we were gonna do the coffee coterie, but uh, Pints and Petals. Uh, we start the tours there, even if it's for coffee tours, just because it's just a good spot to mm-hmm. uh, start at. But uh, it's a good central location. It is it's good vibes too. It is, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants coffee from N Seven with the Nitro Spot. We've got several machines out. You can go on Instagram and check out our locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at N7 Coffee Lab. Yep. But then we have uh, probably some of the closest places downtown. It's the Moon Pie General Store, uh, Vibrant Meals over on Cherokee Boulevard, the Mad Priest on Cherry Street, and another one close to downtown. The nutrition. What is that? Nutrition world. Well, so that's a really good place so to go. The manager came on one of the uh, Chattanooga coffee crawls the uh, last weekend. And, Those um, guys are awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He, yeah, he was he, like life of the life of the. Uh, he's such a, <laughs> such a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. So. So where can people go to learn more about the coffee crawl and book a spot on it? So they can go. Uh, so uh, my blog and my Instagram is Coffee with Kinzer, uh, K I N S E R, but. I also have my other Instagram hand, handle, which is Chatta Coffee Crawl. But you can, my website and blog is, is Coffee with Kinzer um, or just Chattanooga Coffee Crawl. You'll, you'll find me. Awesome. Nice. And you are in 7 Coffee Lab? In 7 Coffee Lab. Awesome. I will plug all that in the show notes so everyone Boom. can come get coffee and go on a coffee crawl. Come yeah. get it. And if, if Best you guys, way to start a Saturday. <laughs> if anyone wants a free nitro coffee, if you'll go into those spots on the location list and ask for the high five special, they'll give you a free cup of nitro. Nice. Oh, and one, one other thing I want to mention is uh, I am going to be doing reviews on coffees uh here pretty soon on mm-hmm. Instagram, so uh, come check me out on there. Awesome. I'm uh, partnering with a few roasters uh, that I've reached out to. Yeah, so. Awesome. I'm super excited to see those and learn more about coffee because I learned the other night I do not know as much as I thought I did. I'm going to bring you into the yeah. world of good coffee. Yes. And we'll learn together because there's, so <laughs> yeah, there's so much to learn. Awesome. I'm excited for another cupping. Sweet. Especially if Amanda's going to be there, because her food was Man, amazing. Man, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, we'll invite you to everyone on there. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Well, thank y'all so much for joining me. This has been super fun. It's been and awesome. I enjoyed nerding out about coffee with y'all. <laughs> High fives? <laughs> High fives. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love uh, it. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for joining me again. Uh, this has been another episode of the Nougat Bell Podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I will catch